Hello and welcome to It'll Be Alright in the 90s, the world's most millennium bug-fearing podcast. I'm Alex Greenwood uh, and down the line over there in the People's Republic of Chippenham is Stu Jocelyn. How's it going, Stu? Hello, mate. Yeah, very well. Thanks very well. Uh, as you'll see, I'm, I'm freshly shorn for this episode. Uh, all the hair's gone. I went to see the official barber of the pod, uh, Will, last week. Uh, I was just getting too many people stopping me in the street saying, uh, Ben, I loved your work with A1. Can, can I grab an autograph and a picture? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I was getting too much attention, mate, so I had to go. But but yeah, yeah, all good. And looking forward to this episode because this is something that, that isn't really in, in my wheelhouse and it's the first time we've done something like this. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, good, good. Um, we'll come on to what we're, we're doing in a, in a second. But um, well, yeah, I mean, it's probably in a matter of time before you start getting recognised around town as Stu Joslin, the the co-host of of this podcast so you'll have a small window where you're not being recognized um so make the most of that well that's it isn't it yeah i've got to um i've got to like you say make the most of the anonymity while i can before it goes stratospheric and uh and my life changes forever and yours of course <clears throat> yeah yeah hopefully um <laughs> we can we can but try <laughs> okay so yeah to before we get into the the topic of the episode i should say that um today's episode is sponsored by mvc so now if you're an existing mvc card holder and you can visit your local branch uh with said card and quote the code all right 90s and you'll be eligible to purchase three cd singles for just 2.99 um which is which is amazing really so that's music and video club the high street's most dynamic entertainment retailer the sponsor of today's episode um, that's great value although i have heard rumors that they are um soon to be taken over by by a company called fop have you have you heard heard anything about this uh i haven't heard of that's no that would be a real shame i haven't heard about that yeah. actually there's nothing no sudden greater sign of panic from a company than uh sponsoring <laughs> this podcast to be honest um <laughs> But well, yeah, I mean, look thank- what happened to Time Computers, you know. <laughs> yeah, but MVC, we're, we're we're glad of your um your sponsorship of today's episode, and uh, we, we hope it makes a difference for your uh, for your sales. So, cheers for that. Um, <laughs> I think you've got a a mention about um someone who appeared on one of our previous episodes, who uh, sadly passed away a few yes. weeks ago. Yes. Well, um, to to say appeared, uh, what do mean? What we mean to say is that we examined, mm. um, we examined yeah. some of his work in, in greater detail. But of course, and uh, this is uh, a few weeks late, um, so apologies for this. But we do have to mark the, the sad passing of John Chalice, of course, uh, most famous for playing Boise and Only Fools and Horses. I've enjoyed his work uh, very much over the years. I'm sure you have as well, Alex. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but he is. He quickly became hero of ours on this podcast when we were looking at the adverts of the 90s a few episodes ago and of course uh, his stellar performance in the prestige uh, auto body works of slough advert uh, came in for came in for particular merit and discussion on this pod so uh, we just want to mark uh, mark the passing of uh, the sad passing of john and at the end of the episode we will play the uh, prestige body works advert once again for everybody to enjoy just to say uh, just to say thank you yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So we have a new feature for today's episode, the first ever outing for a brand new feature that um, I'm calling, or we're calling, What's the Most 90s? And this is a very simple uh, feature whereby we're going to take it in turns to ask each other what we think is the most 90s of a certain subject, whether it's... Uh, music based or entertainment or sport um we think mm-hmm. almost anything can be 
classified as the most 90s of of a certain um, group. So I might as well just ask the first one. This will help explain the the feature. Um, I'm going to ask you, Stu, uh, what is the most 90s football club? Well, you you obviously asked me this this afternoon to give me some time to think about it, but I didn't need much time to think about it because I had an answer in mind straight away. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, you could talk about football clubs that were prominent in the 90s uh, uh, spring to mind um you've got Oldham Athletics great escape on the last day of the of the first season of the Premier League uh, I would say also teams like uh, Coventry City maybe mm. scrapping around there in the uh, and seemingly yeah. seemingly escaping relegation by the skin of their teeth uh, most seasons but I have to go for the team that I think is the most 90s as Wimbledon mm-hmm. because yeah. I just think that at their 90s peak um, they were a team that nobody else possibly could be. And you wouldn't get that sort of team these days. It, it, it seems like something that had its home in the 90s, but then as football sort of advanced and became through into the 2000s, um, the way that Wimbledon were and the way that they played and the, the, the way that the whole crazy game thing worked, it seemed to fall out of fashion very, very quickly. And I don't I think that teams sort of moved away from from trying to trying to engender that sort of atmosphere. And of course, um, Wimbledon didn't exist for, for very long after the 1990s as well. So you can't get a more 90s football football team than that. Yeah. But they obviously had their high points. I think they finished. I think their best finish was sixth in the Premier League at one point. But yeah, when when I think back of uh, of nineties football and specifically the teams of the nineties, uh, Wimbledon is up there for me for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's a good choice. They they came to my mind as well. I think, mm-hmm. like you say, they sort of stand out as just being so sort of unique around that time for for lots of different reasons. And even down to like the the shirts they wore, there was no one else that. I know that plays in all navy like that. Not, not in the top flight anyway. Not in the mm-hmm. maybe even the top two or three divisions. So, yeah, and, and the and whole the fact, thing, yeah, the whole God. thing of uh, the whole thing of sharing the ground as well with not having their own ground and oh, just playing, yeah. at, just yeah. playing at Crystal Palace. I saw um, a documentary from the time about them recently, and um, the the chairman Sam Hamam, he's asked mm-hmm. about it, and he just says, well. Crystal Palace let us play there for free. So why why would we bother looking for our own ground when we can just play here for nothing? It's, yeah, you know, um, and 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 that was it. That, that that was the end of the matter. Yeah. So, so it makes it less surprising that they ended up folding and becoming <laughs> well, not folding, but moving to Milton Keynes, really, doesn't yeah. it? With that that sort of attitude. But yeah, exactly. I also thought about Coventry as well. Exactly the same thought process as you. That sort of teams that were kind of in the Premier League in that early nineties mm-hmm. era. But and and now nowhere near the Premier League. They kind of yeah represent the nineties. I don't know. I think Coventry are riding high at the top of the Championship at present. I think we we you know if, if things continue, we could see. A, I mean, as we sit here and talk, it's mid October, so I don't want to make any predictions about what's going to happen at the end of the season. But um, we could see it could be a more nineties looking uh, Premier League come next season. Obviously, Villa are back up there now, thankfully for me. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's it's got a bit more of a '90s look about it these days. So, and of course, with with the Canaries up there as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the the more teams, the more teams that were in there when when the Premier League started, the better. Yeah. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Hundred percent. But another thing about this feature is that we we hope that uh, listeners will get involved uh, on Twitter or by emailing in, or on Facebook. Um, just answer what you think is the most 90s football club and in in future episodes we'll obviously have different topics um so yeah let us know what you think about that and um we'll be glad to hear from you yeah please do please do
on with today's topic, which is going to be the 1992 to 2003 uh, docudrama sort of program. It's kind of hard, <laughs> hard, to, yeah. hard to describe exactly what it is. Um, but it's 999. Uh, and this was, as I said, ran from 92 to 2003. So predominantly in the 90s. Presented by Michael Burke and Juliet Morris. And if you don't remember it at all, each episode was sort of feature two or three real life stories or emergencies uh, or near death escapes. And they would be reconstructed alongside sort of talking heads of, of the people who were involved and whether it's the, the person who suffered the accident or the emergency services. And they would sort of, yeah, go through it again and, and discuss how they got out of it and, and what the implications were. Um, According to Wikipedia, it said that the reconstructions were played out by a mix of actors and the real people involved, plus occasionally Michael Burke himself, <laughs> which I do not remember at all. But I love the idea of him playing like a, a farm worker or something in the background. Um, Maybe he was just a very, a very unlucky guy and a lot of stuff happened to him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You know. um, yeah, so do you remember it, Stu? Did you, you said at the start you it was sort of not an area that you were um, yeah, um, knowledgeable about, but... It's a strange one, really, because as as has been well covered in in previous episodes, um, I was pretty much obsessed with the emergency services when I was a child, particularly the police. So I loved programs like Bill and Police Camera Action. Mm-hmm. Um, but nine nine nine, it wasn't a, it wasn't a regular view for me. I don't I don't know if my parents thought I might find it a bit too um, a bit too harrowing at, at such a young age, um, seeing as this is real stuff that happened. Um, and I have to say that when watching these clips yesterday and uh, and making making up my notes obviously for us recording today um it did make me feel slightly uncomfortable mm. yeah, <laughs> even definitely. even after all these years um so, so yeah it, it wasn't a regular watch but i was definitely aware of it there was i'm sure there was a kids a children's tv version like the, the same sort of thing but it was called against all odds and it might have okay. been hosted by kate sanderson all oh, right uh, i don't remember that but... yeah yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure there was, and it was obviously very heavily sanitized and, uh, and and stuff like that, and essentially was was teaching children or showing them like life saving skills and and things like that. And this is why when you go down to the bottom of the deep end and pick up the rubber brick and come back up again, this is why it's important in your swimming <laughs> lessons, you know, because yeah, yeah. one, one day you might have to um, you might have to rescue somebody. Uh, yeah. So yeah. yeah absolutely. So. Yeah. I mean to say I you know I found it slightly uncomfortable but I did enjoy it all the same there's plenty to um there's plenty to unpack in in the three clips you've chosen um so yeah. so you were you were a regular viewer of this then this program um I'm yeah I think I must have been I because I remember so many segments of it and I I, I just remember talking about it in the playground in in primary school after you know the day after and and sort of being mutually freaked out by it with my, with my friends um there's just yeah there's some real standout moments i i I looked very hard to find the uh the javelin uh segment which i think if just by (laughs) saying we're javelin you'll know what i mean listeners Uh, but um, i couldn't find it frustratingly one of the other key ones that i remember was um someone getting sort of stuck to the bottom of a jacuzzi because i think their hair got caught in the the fan that's another one of those things where like you say you never you can't not think of that when you're in a jacuzzi yourself like i think any one of our generation who watched that will we'll have just taken that away forever as a sort of warning. So I think it did have some real impact in that way. There was one specific thing that I remember, which was someone was driving down the motorway, and as they sort of came alongside this lorry that had 
broken down on the side of the road. For some reason, one of the lorry's tires exploded just as they pulled alongside, and it something smashed through the window of this driver, and then sort of basically like knocked their lower jaw not off, but like oh. disfigured, like smashed into their face. Yeah. And ever since then, I've I've been slightly freaked out by by tires. I think exploding <laughs> lorry tires. I don't know why that one's always really stuck out, but um, mm. it has really freaked me out. Um, but that isn't another. That isn't one of the ones we've chosen. I've chosen three clips. Two of them are for a local connection, uh, and one was just because it was the closest I could find to the the javelin. It's got certain themes that uh, tie in with the, with the javelin one, which you'll 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 know what I mean when we we play it. But yeah. um, so th- and this is this episode is going to take the the form of um, a watch along. So it's the same as the police camera action liver run one that we did. I think for our second or third episode so we're going to watch the episode on youtube and discuss it and we we urge you to watch them at the same time and and so you can see what we're talking about uh we'll obviously give you the links to the face to the youtube links in the description for the for the episode so you can work out what we're talking about yeah and these are um, all uh, sort of seven, uh, seven to ten minutes each. These clips, so yeah. um, it's not yeah. a, it's not a particular episode. It's just three, three highlights. <laughs> I say highlights. <laughs> three as much of the as best, much of a highlight as yeah. it can be yeah. that, we, that, that we've picked out. So um, yeah, and we're going to start with uh, one here that's enigmatically titled "The Wiltshire Tractor Incident." <laughs> yeah, that's just a great name, isn't it? <laughs> um, right, I am going to press play after so if, if you're listening please tear up now using the link we've given you yep and we're going to start are you ready Stu? i am ready mate we're going to start playing in three two one michael burke this is a lovely um rain raincoat that you don't really see the likes of anymore that michael's um no michael's, michael's modeling here in the uh, in the opening segment yeah, they really did die out in the, the with the nineties, didn't they? They're sort of <clears throat> yeah. beige max. Um, it, would, it be, would it be fair so, to call it a flasher Mac? Is that is that <laughs> that's probably I mean, why they died out? Far be it from me to to suggest that Michael Burke is uh, into that sort of thing. I, I don't wish to. Um, <laughs> I don't no. wish to go down that road. But. We don't want um, we don't want Jeff to be on our case again. No, exactly, exactly. <clears throat> um, oh, we missed a bit where. Um, this is exactly why people think um, people from Wiltshire are country bumpkins, because he said um, the people of this local village uh, were having uh, having a party, and then it cuts to a barn with people doing uh, Morris dancing. Yeah. That is not what everyone in Wiltshire considers a party, just so you know, listener, please. That's well, not the parties I was having when I was young. We're 56 seconds in, and already we've seen Morris dancers, some chickens, and now we're with a tractor. So this, <laughs> this is highly um, this is highly offensive to me as a, as a Wiltshire native, I have to say. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know the um, exact nature of the job he was doing. St. Peter, by the way, which is just yeah. outside Wiltshire. Um, I've lived in Wiltshire my entire life and I've never heard of it. No, so. I was the same. Um, this is this is a very soothing bit where a man with a Wiltshire accent discusses the intricacies of, of hay bales. Yes. I think he says, what does he say? Um, uh, oh, he says it's a, there's a new type of bale, like as a development in the bale world. <laughs> these, these are especially big bales that um, he didn't, didn't use to get. Did you see it in Hay Bale Quarterly? It was, <laughs> I, it was, I, it was all over the front page. <laughs> I, uh, oh, no. Oh, here we go. This is the problem. Yeah. So if you're not, if for some reason you can't watch along, 
the 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 young farmer farmhand has driven his tractor and he's tried to lift uh, uh, as we've described a, a very new very big hay bale and it's uh sort of tipped over and fallen on his head yeah. i like the the quaint way that um pip pullman answers the uh answers the phone with his own telephone number that's that's died out hasn't it <laughs> yeah yeah i suppose yeah, you don't get uh, that with mobiles anymore, do you? No, indeed. I might start uh, doing that, actually. Answering my full <laughs> yeah. mobile number. Um, right, first point of interest coming up here, and I've, I've done a bit of research on the other clips as well. Um, yeah. We're now looking at uh, Pip Pullman's red Ford Cortina. Mm -hmm. We've got a nice little, little uh, in-car shot here of him looking concerned and driving along to the... Uh, to the farm. Yeah. I am right. This is a Cortina, isn't it, Alex? I think. Well, I, I've never been very clear on the difference between a Cortina and a Granada. Hmm. So it's definitely one of those two. Yes. I will take your word for it that it's a Cortina. Um, anyway, last taxed in September 1993. I've, uh, I've, I've looked it up. Uh, yeah, obviously, as it's a farm vehicle, it, it could... It could Quite possibly have been kept uh, off the road just for just for off-road use after that. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, back to the main action. Uh, I, um, we yes. did. We we missed a bit where um, the 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 victim of the accident's parents, one of whom is talking now, had to sort of reenact receiving the phone call, and it sort of really highlights the the sort of risks, I suppose, of having the people who involved do the reconstruction because the the both the acting is not great and also they're clearly still having to re they're reliving something that's clearly very uh, traumatic in their life yeah. and there's sort of shows not necessarily in a good way in terms of acting in a more of a sort of harrowing way I mean I, I can't understand why the people who are actually involved in it like like uh, like Pitt Pullman here why they would want to be involved in a dramatic reconstruction of <laughs> I don't get either must rank as one of the most traumatic incidents. Their son has just broken his back. Right? Yeah. And can you can you add that out for us? The cameras. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, now, Pat McSherry is the kind of guy that I would want to uh, to come along if I was ever in uh, in need of medical attention. I think. Oh yeah. Uh, just he does. General demeanour. And... Pat McSherry does sound like a sort of comedy character, comedy drunk that you'd get in a sort of low rent <laughs> sitcom, doesn't he? Of course. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm, of course, I'm not saying that Pat McSherry, the real Pat McSherry, had any issues with drink, um, and he certainly did not drink um, on the job. Is um, course I, that shouldn't have even put that thought in in anyone's mind but not like the um andy bass uh, coppers from the liver run <laughs> no. uh, already well alight by the time <laughs> yeah yeah the time I mean, they, they got going they were very proud of that <laughs> oh that is such a nice old fire engine that old dodge a lovely dodge yeah fantastic with uh, the proper sort of bucket blue lights on top and the, the red wheels um now this is actually i mean you know we've been making a lot of it so far but, but the way they actually sort this out so that they can move uh it's jerry's name isn't it yeah uh, so that they so that they can move jerry off the tractor because it's a very, obviously a very difficult position um for us to remove him the guy's broken his back they need to move him off the tractor um and they know exactly what to do um yeah, when watching this yesterday to make my notes, I was just entirely impressed by by the way that they 
by yeah. the way that they dealt with it all, as I was throughout, throughout the entire clip we watched. Yeah, yeah. And I can continue to be in awe of the emergency services just as much now as I was then. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they did say, I think they, well, they were about to say that, like, with a back injury like that, if, if you move the person wrong, then you can just compound it tenfold, you know, and yeah. potentially, yeah. Of course, more damage than the actual accident. Um, I do notice in one of the comments, uh, 10 months ago, Steve UK said, uh, they do things slightly differently now. They now use a spinal board. Um, the the English is terrible from the comment, but I, I'm assuming that there's a new piece of equipment called a spinal board that they would have used to... Uh, I believe to, to so. Yeah. Rather than... I think there's a paramedic just holding him, holding Jerry still at this point, but that would probably have been a spinal board or something like that. But um, mm-hmm. um, some genuine pet-sounding pain there from yeah. the uh, the actor playing Jerry, the only actor I believe in the scene. All yeah, I think everybody else must have been given the day off too. Uh, so I hope there was no other emergencies around Coffert and Peter on the day that they were filming this because everybody's <laughs> yeah. tied up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody's tied up with this. <laughs> Sheep rustling went up 100% that day. Um, yeah, there's his, his dad, his real dad, looking genuinely like he's reliving the whole thing before his very... I mean, he is reliving the whole thing before his eyes, but it, um, it doesn't look like he's having the best um, effects on him. Um, I've actually had a bit of a bad back the last week, so this bit about what's really happened to his spine, I could I could almost uh, empathise with. Um, but it, um, yeah, kind of terrifying how how delicate the spine is, especially if you're a Wiltshire farmer. So this is the doc uh, showing us exactly what's happened by this extremely heavy hay bale landing on the guy's head. Yeah. Um, and it's it's not great, is it? It's not great. No. I, I was under the impression that uh, with 999, it was almost always a happy ending, really. But um, And I suppose it does become yeah. a short happy ending because, I mean, uh, well, we'll find out in a second. You do get a bit nervous when at the start it says everyone's played by uh, the real people apart from Jerry, the person yeah. who got hit by the head. But you think, oh, why is he not there? Um, but here he is on camera for the first time. Everyone was telling me I was talking rubbish. Right? With uh, a fine tash that you would only really see in the early 90s, I think. Sort of an odd accident I'm trying to identify what sort of ambulance that is behind. Is that a is that an old Renault or is it an old Talbot? I can't quite make it out. They're not giving me a better, a better view of it. I'm not too sure. I've got some gen on an ambulance which appears later on ah, in one of the other clips. I know what you're gonna. I, I know which one you mean. Yeah, I think you'll be. Um, I think you'll be impressed with what I managed to find out. So, uh, <laughs> okay. yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Jerry was very determined. These were these bits are always less exciting about the episodes. We've seen like the drama now, and now it's more talking heads yeah. about the recovery and um, the aftermath, which is. I'd just like to mention the width of uh, Pip's collar in that uh, in, in, in these talking heads is uh, the collar is splayed wide in yeah a, uh, in a very uh, mid to late 1970s fashion really yeah that's true but maybe it was still the 1970s in Coppice and Peter oh I, I imagine it still is to this day um, yeah, so now we're seeing footage of the real um, Jerry having some physiotherapy. 
um, trying to regain his. Well, I guess he is walking at this point, but not comfortably. It doesn't look like. Um, no, yeah, he's going through the uh, going through the motions with the physio. Yeah, uh, but then in the next scene, I think we see him. Uh, moving. Uh, yep, here we go on we the farm. Back on the farm yeah. with his uh, with his stick, uh, doing okay. So. Yeah, and a couple of very skinny cows. <laughs> and they haven't been fed since because he's been in hospital this time. Well, that's time. exactly it. I was just about to say, yeah. Famished, those cows. <laughs> yeah, and there's a smile from uh, from, from Pitbull and, to, uh, and back to the Wiltshire party with the, uh, the bearded Morris dancers. And there's a shell suit. Stu, there was a shell suit. There's a shell suit, yeah, we saw that. And their aim was to get and, uh, and there's Pat in the crowd there as again as well. Yeah, absolutely no one smiling in that whole crowd. Weird, that's a party <laughs> for goodness sake. Um, okay, and that's the end of that clip. The, the Wiltshire tracks it, Wiltshire tracked incident. Um, yeah, I loved. Um, I mean, the, the star of that clip for me was definitely, uh, definitely Pip. Yeah. Um, in, in both in terms of of acting and uh, and talking heads, I think he was worth his weight in gold in that oh, okay. uh, yeah, uh, yeah. in in that ten minutes there. I keep seeing lots of suggested videos for other nine 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 clips that are distracting. Um, okay, <laughs> so I think are we going to go on to the uh, driver impaled following RTC in Surrey? Is the name of the. Yeah, um, can do. The next clip. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't say which series or which episode these come from, so I can't tell you. There's very little information on uh, IMDb or, or Wikipedia, I don't think, so I can't identify that. But um, okay, right, here we so go. So we're going to hit play in three, two, one. Michael Burke. For that. Um, so we're introduced to the main character here colin simpson colin simpson who in the comments um it says here somebody has googled him and he passed away in october 2017 so considering what happens to him in the following eight or so minutes um, that is an absolute miracle yeah it looks like yeah it looks like he was 86 as well when he died so um I, did you look up this volvo well we've got a lovely volvo 240 here um in brass taxed the first of march 1987 but yeah um uh, again, we'll, we'll we'll probably see in a minute that why it was last taxed in March 1997. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, my my favourite bit of the clip now is uh, him fishing around in his pullover. Yeah. Why show that? Why put that back in the uh, reconstruction? Um, oh, this bit's good. Um, he says he was he didn't want to be in the doghouse. He didn't want to he didn't want to be late, so he didn't stop at the local pub um, on his way back. Then look at the next scene. He's driving in the middle of the road at 10 miles an hour. He clearly did stop at the pub. He clearly stopped. He's had uh, a couple of tenants or something. He's been in there. Veering all over the road. And then he, he, he says, say that again, sorry. Pat McSherry's been leaving him astray. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he says something like, uh, uh, there's like a, a little a little motorcyclist with a red helmet. It's like he's seeing things. Who describes it as a little motorcyclist with a red helmet? Uh, and I mean, they've used that in the reconstruction. That is a little motorcyclist with a red helmet. And then, uh, oh God. Yeah. Now, now we're in trouble. Um, amazingly, no one has stopped by this point. He, he crashed when it was daylight and now it's dark and still no one stopped. 
which is how quiet these roads are, I suppose. But then we hear sirens in the in the background in the second, so presumably somebody has come across him and uh, yeah, and and called the uh, called the emergency services. Yeah. I guess in those days you you couldn't just use a mobile, could you? You had to probably have had to driven onto that next pub and uh, yeah. Said there's a there's a chap down here who's got a fence post to his chest. Still going on about his cigarettes, even yeah. even though he's even though he's now got a ten foot pole going, going directly yeah. through his chest. First thing he does is try and reach for a cigarette. So yes, if you're if you're behind this or not watching, um, unfortunately Colin has now got one of these supporting poles for the bridge he was driving over which has gone through the car, missed the engine block, come through the dashboard, and straight through Colin Simpson himself. Yeah. Um, it was only when passers-by had called um, the emergency service... Was this the ambulance you wanted to talk about? Um, I think this is still for the reconstruction, so we've now got the... We now go into the fire brigade video, which is the first time we, we see this. Yes. Um, and you can see the pole and right through Colin Simpson. there. Which has gone through the engine and through Colin, yeah. very unfortunately. That is, yeah, spectacular. I, I'm a bit confused about the number. So they've used the real number plate in the reconstruction, haven't they? Yeah, you can't fault them for uh, for attention yeah. to detail. That's the correct number plate for the car. I did wonder why it was uh, hadn't been MOT since the the late yeah, 80s. Like so it makes sense now. I can help him. Um, so uh, you start getting all the big guns in then. Amazingly, Colin is uh, is still alive. Yeah. And attempts then begin to extricate him from the car and save his life. Look at I, I, that's the first time I've noticed how far the the pole still carries on right into the back of the car, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's practically in the boot, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy how uh, how long that how yeah how far it was it was stuck through the car and and Colin. Um, they had to leave the pole inside him. It would have been too dangerous to try to remove it there and then. They had to leave the pole inside him. You know, it's still in him to this day. <laughs> well, actually, it's not to this day because he said, as you said, he passed away in 2017. But I think uh, he probably kept his cigarettes in it at the end. I should imagine so. I should imagine he probably found some use for it. Yeah. To cut the pole either side of Colin or maybe held his uh, fishing rod. He started off fishing. We, I don't know if yeah, you know, yeah. missed that, but um, that's where he was driving back from. And now we have to try and figure out how to uh, cut the pole in order to remove Colin from the car uh, while still keeping him alive, which is obviously an extremely delicate, delicate yeah. situation. I reckon about two foot yeah, that... side of the patient. We could secure that much. We could handle it without getting oh, too man, you, you... <laughs> I'm just sort of I'm in a slight uh, daydream as I imagine what that's like to have that through your chest and then yeah. have it slowly removed. I just shouted stop until we'd got him. There's some great spectacles here from uh, Brian the ambulance man as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, I had a pair like that when I was five or six. My mum still regrets it. Had a what like that, did you say? I had a pair of spectacles like just like oh, that right. when I was about five or six, but my yeah. mum regrets it. Uh, it made me look. Now, here we go. PPJ 869X. This is the, the Bedford ambulance, which was on the scene. Oh, okay. Uh, according to the DVLA, that ambulance was on the road until 2015. Oh, wow. Uh, so somebody, somebody kept it going. Which is obviously ex excellent to see, and an X plate 
on yeah. a suffix would have been about 1980, I think. So yeah. it survived for 35 years. Hopefully not still in the ambulance service by the end, but you never know. I've been serving a, a quiet route somewhere in in, in Surrey still. But um, well, that would probably revive my spirits if I'd been in an accident. If that turned up, I'd be pleasantly surprised. Start taking some pictures for the Insta. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and by the way, the pub that he he may or may not have stopped in on the way back uh, mm-hmm. is still there. I looked it up. I found it on Google Street View. Oh, brilliant! Um, it's still there. The um, the brickmaker, the I believe it is, or brickmakers. Entering the chest on the left side. That's um, the heart is that's an X-ray you never want to see of yourself, <laughs> isn't it? No, no. Yeah, I bet it's just Richard Sayers' best dinner uh, dinner so party story, wasn't it? I would think for, so. For years after this, he was he was dining out on it. It's one of these things where if it was two or three centimetres either side, he would have been killed instantly, I think. Yeah. It's one of those weird situations where you're both very lucky and very unlucky at the same time. And this itself was something that I... I would have to agree. I'm, I'm wondering what happened to the the little motorcyclist with the red helmet. I wonder yeah. if they were they ever traced? Was yeah. anything ever? Yeah. Did they even exist, or was it a uh, a figment of um of four or five pints of a uh, stone's lager? Um, I, I sh- sorry, Jeff just tapped me on the shoulder. I, I need to. Yeah. Come on, we've got to stop libeling people on this podcast. Yeah. We're getting in trouble, we really are. There's a lovely early 90s PC here that uh, Colin's working on. Yeah. Can't quite see the brand, but that's um, that's amazing. And then yeah. in the last minute of the of the clip here is my favourite part, uh, where we hear that he's made a good recovery. He's got a uh, little feeling now in, in one of his arms, but or little power, I should say, but... Apart from that, yeah, he looks like he's gardening. Okay. Yeah, uh, and then right at the end here, I've just stopped talking. Sorry, I'm 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 enraptured. Did you say oh. I I refer to it now as my silly accident? Yeah. Here we go. He, oh. he just gets it out. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Um, hospital gave it to me as a souvenir and I keep it in the broom cupboard <laughs> oh wow quite matter of fact uh, yeah just, just keep it around Ed in the broom cupboard <laughs> that's like something out of a sitcom it's like um... <laughs> oh it's genius um, oh, there's another one of those suggested videos there the, the great storm one it's a suggested video it just shows an aeroplane upside down in a field like a, <laughs> like a dead beetle well um, the one that I was, uh, if if I may, the one that I was interested in when when looking through, I did have a look at the list of um, the list of episodes, and there was a, a special episode on something called Operation Coat Hanger. I don't know if you if you looked uh, at this. No, I, I can't find the episode anywhere, but it was, it's about uh, a 1995 flight from Hong Kong to London, um, and there was a, a, a surgeon who was on the flight. Oh, okay. uh, had had yeah, and uh, he'd he'd examined. Um, He'd examined a passenger who was complaining of arm pains, um, and it turned out that she'd uh, suffered a, a pneumothorax. It says here, I don't don't claim to be any sort of medical expert, but it sounds to me like some sort of collapsed collapsed lung type thing. Um, they weren't able to land the plane. They weren't able to do anything, so they had to 
uh, he had to operate with just what was on the plane. Um, <laughs> oh, God. So it says, so it says here that they they used amongst other things um, a, a clothes hanger, hence Operation Clothes Hanger. Um, uh, bottles of water, cognac was used for sterilization. Um, he had to ask somebody to hold the incision in the chest open with a knife and fork uh, oh, while he. Um, and that is an episode, a full episode of 999 that I would like to see, but unfortunately, um, I'm unable to find it anywhere. But yeah, just, just a slight diversion there into um, into Operation Coat Hanger. The last one then, and, and we're coming back to Wiltshire here um, for the girl trapped between two walls in Swindon. Um, this is probably my favourite clip of the three. And I think it's the one with the least jeopardy. So I feel like I'm the most comfortable about picking out the funny parts of this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, do, do you know what I mean? As I, I don't yeah, feel because nobody was really in any sort of serious no. danger, I, I, I don't think. But um, there, there's a particularly um, funny, funny person in this, which uh, <laughs> which I'd like to talk about um, a bit further. Um, so shall I start us off on this one then? I, yes, I, I'd like to say three, two, one, Michael Burke, I'll be honest. Uh, okay. I will. So three, two, one, Michael Burke. Okay. And he starts by saying, it's all true, you bastards. So they must have been getting some letters. About, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. <laughs> don't, I don't believe. I don't believe any of this is true, but... Uh, yeah, so there's obviously Michael's been told he has to go go in front of the cameras to confirm this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Michael's introducing uh, a reconstruction of a young lady uh, in Swindon who was playing around at her uncle's house. But tonight we're going to show you the whole thing. And here we go. I think they're all actors in, in, in this again, are they? Um, uh, I think so. Yeah. my cousin Jennifer's house. Yeah. Yeah, Jennifer. but they're all here properly as a talking head. So we've got Melissa Phelan, uh, who's who's the young lady who ends up ends up with the problem here. Um, did you notice? Did you notice that little Wild West moment there? By the way, when those <laughs> when those boys turned up and the camera sort of behind them down on the ground, and there's a little twang of music there, and they try and go Wild West for just like a second. Brilliant. So here we go. They've they've been denied access to the back garden by the uncle. Uh, um, there's about a, a six inch to eight inch gap between the two buildings. Um, it's it's the house and an extension, and they can they they can get through this gap to the garden. Uh, also, they think. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a weird weird building um, sort of structure, isn't it? What, why you'd leave that tiny gap? It's just yeah, yeah. Waste of space. I have to admit as well, when I saw the girls looking at the gap and thinking. We can get down there to get to the garden. I did think to myself, for Christ's sake, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, why would you do this? <laughs> why is why was the uncle stopping them going in the in the garden? He just said, I'm not having you running through the house all day. Um, and I bet after everything they had to go through in order to extricate, <laughs> extricate <laughs> Melissa from the situation, I bet he wishes he had let them through that. Yes, I bet he does. <laughs> and if you're going to do that, lock them in the garden. Don't lock them out in the street. Yeah, that's the wrong way around. Yeah, Mary, it's John. Uh, I think uh, oh, sorry, I think it is the uncle playing himself here. Okay, um, John Bunce. John Bunce. <laughs> yeah. So I think two of the girls have managed, all three of them tried to go down the gap. Two of them have managed to get themselves out by this point. But Melissa is stuck fast in the middle. 
I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how that works. How do you get like that far down and then then get stuck? Yeah. And I guess I guess she's a child and doesn't have full control over over well logic and movement. But why wouldn't you build that extension onto the house? Why would you leave a gap like that? That is <laughs> yeah. so annoying. I mean, it's I so annoying. Explain. It's all that gap is for. It's for stuff to get stuck down, whether it's a child or I don't know, a rake or or a football or a tennis ball. Why? Also, you've got um, Pete Townsend here from the Wiltshire Fire and Rescue Service to take some time out from being on tour with the Who. Yeah. To, to come to come and do some work in the emergency services. Yeah. Well, there's lots of space, isn't there? I suppose in between album records and. Uh, I suppose so. Um, the the often used broom trick being used here <laughs> fortunately didn't end up working spoiler alert i think we're going to cut here in a second to more um fire brigade uh, official amateur video aren't we yes yep uh, there's a bit where this this circular saw sort of suddenly starts making a noise it sounds like it's gone through the wall into the girl but <laughs> Moment, if you it momentarily made my heart jump yeah. a little bit. Well, she's here as a talking head, mate. So I think you know. Yeah. I think we're all yeah, right. You haven't seen so. her arms, though, have you? Okay. So they're now taking apart John Bunce's extension. I'm glad they're <laughs> taking it apart because of the yeah, stupid design decisions he made. <laughs> There's um, a part here. I think his next talking head. He's oh, already, that already gone past, so I don't know, but he's extremely, he seems extremely unbothered about Melissa's predicament, and he's just like, oh, new extension, here we go. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. This is my luck all over, you know? <laughs> I know the bit you're talking about. Yeah. He's, um, he's, yeah, very, very unsympathetic. I can imagine the uh, the fire brigade just having very little time for him. Oh, and look at this bloody guy turned up with a camera. It's like this is pre-mobile phones, you know. He just thought, hang on, this is going to be good for the last back of the station. You're getting a camera out. See, we go. Yeah, real footage now. Yeah. Oh, cut in between. Uh, yeah. Showing off a train, is there? I couldn't quite get a glimpse of them. They might have been mighty morphing Power Rangers, I think. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. Um, she got so close, didn't she? Unless she's on her way back. I can't, yeah. If that's the garden, she got so close to her goal. So now they're, they're saying that they have to burst the wall away. Yeah. There he is. Here we go. Here we go. There's a lot of things that go through your mind at a time like this. That's a brand new extension. <laughs> Here we go. Got to rebuild it all yeah. now. Oh, what? what? Uh, uh, I've already sworn once on this pod, but I, 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 sh I shan't do it again. That's a lot of force from a from a blow-up um, pillar. I wonder how often they get to use that. I bet they're probably quite glad to get to use that. Yeah, they? yeah, yeah. Industrial whoopee cushion. <laughs> It'd be funny if it made a whoopee cushion noise as it as it works. Yeah, yeah. Just to provide some um, provide some levity in these uh, in these difficult <laughs> yeah. times when it has to be used. Yeah, yeah. Well, here we go. We're through. There's a bit more a bit more uh, movement here now, and we cut back now to the official pictures. 
and I think Melissa's about to be freed. Yeah, here she comes. So she would be sort of in her mid to late thirties now, would she? Do we think? If this I know is, what you're thinking. You're thinking we should have got her on as a guest, aren't you? Well, uh, listen. <laughs> I mean, you know, her name's right there. All I'm saying, all I'm saying yeah. is a quick Google. Oh uh, yeah, you're right. We're gonna have to try and try and find her on Twitter so we can uh, tag yeah. her in there. Although, having said that, uh, she's probably signed some sort of ex exclusivity agreement with 999, and we don't want Big Mick Burke coming around. No, we don't want Burke on us. Also, if she might end up listening to it and then hear hear what we have to say about her uncle, and then he might get on the phone. You know, he might. He's gonna. He just seems like the sort of guy that's gonna hold a grudge. And, uh, yeah, that's true. I wonder if he did ever get round to um, rebuilding his extension, or if he just thought, you know what. Let's just yeah. knock it down. Let's just knock yeah. it down again. Well, I hope they did. <laughs> There's a. I, I think it's just. Well, I'm sure it's just this YouTube clip. But the, uh, the 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 heroic fireman in question gets cut off at the end. I don't know if you noticed. Mm -hmm. He's sort of saying how how sort of proud he was, and it just cuts off and goes straight to Juliet Morris, uh, the uh, the other co-presenter, who is one maybe the most '90s presenter I can think of. I'd totally forgotten about her until I looked at this. She used to do news round, didn't she? Yes, she was very yeah. much my news round era. Yeah, I can't um, think of anything else she she did either. So no, I looked her up on Wikipedia. Yeah. And she hasn't really really done much since. So I think she's okay. Changed career or um, yeah, I don't know. Get in get in contact if you if you're listening, Juliet, because we'd like to like to hear from you. So yeah, well, and any listen, Ed, as as we always say, anybody who's been involved in any of these clips, you know, um. Mm. <laughs> Do let us know. Do yeah. let us know. Uh, Pitt Pullman, if you're listening, please. And if you've still got that Granada stroke Cortina, we yeah. would like to know. We, we would like to know exactly what it is, uh, so, yeah, yeah. if nothing else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pip, how's the Granada? Is it Granada or is it a Cortina? Um, yeah, I mean, he's probably dead now, isn't he? Uh, it's, a shame. it's a shame to say, but uh, most yeah. probably, yes. Yeah. So that's the, the thing, isn't it? When, you, when you're dealing 90s nostalgia... A lot of people are going to be departing now, which is you got to be prepared. You got to be prepared for that for that yeah. heartbreak. Yeah. So there we um, are. That's our um. That's our little whistle stop tour through some of the highlights of nine nine nine. Um. Yeah. Maybe it's something enough. we can maybe something we can explore for other programs. Uh, little highlight reels. I, th I think this has worked. Uh, I think this has worked fairly well. As a. Uh... Oh, I've just uh, actually I've just seen down here. Do you remember a TV program called The Life of Grime? Yes, well, I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's the there's the Mr. Trebus special is available on YouTube, uh, <laughs> and he was um he was a guy who he was a hoarder who was in constant um constant fracas with Harringay Council about the state of his home and the and the out, outside of it. Uh, so that'd be worth a watch. Although I think it is two thousands. So yeah, unfortunately, but maybe I'll just watch it in my own time and. Yeah, and I'll just enjoy it myself. I can do that. It's a free country. You can do that. It's nothing stopping you doing that. I don't have to watch and listen to ninety stuff all the time just because <laughs> I host this, do I? No. Um, <laughs> but if if you do listen to anything, actually, you should keep it to yourself. Yeah, all right. keep it off the social media channels anyway. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. We'll cut this out as well. <laughs> don't want to annoy anybody. Um, <laughs> right. So yeah, that was that was great. I enjoyed that. Um, if if anyone out there does or can find the javelin incident clip, I would love to see that again. Um, and yeah, maybe we could use that for any future 999 episodes. 
Uh, same also with the lorry tire explosion, one that has traumatized me. I'd yeah. kind of like to purge out of my system by rewatching it. And um, uh, and Operation Coat Hanger. If anybody's got that hanging around, please uh, please do let us hanging know. Around. <laughs> Coat hanging <laughs> around. Coat hanging around. Yeah. Uh, okay. Great. So I think that's about it for this episode. We uh, hope you enjoyed that. Um, slightly traumatic uh run down memory lane um and i'm gonna yeah read through the uh, where is it the contact details i've 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 lost my my train of thought now because uh i'm thinking about coat hangers <laughs> um yeah so if you do want to get in contact with us we're about 999 or about something else we've talked about in previous episodes or our new feature on uh, what's the most 90s thing this week obviously it was football uh, football team so what's the most 90s football team or anything about the pod, then get in contact on Twitter at allright90s, uh, on email at uh, allright90s at gmail.com, uh, and you can find us on Facebook as well. Uh, it's facebook.com forward slash allright90s. All of them are letters only, there's no numbers. And yeah, we'd love to hear from you. So please get back in contact if you've contacted us before, and if you're new, then we yeah definitely want to hear from you. So. Yes, please. Okay, well, uh, thanks for listening. It's uh, goodbye from me, and uh, it's goodbye, goodbye from, from me, goodbye and from it's him. also goodbye from John Chalice. Prestige claims to be Slough's number one body repair centre. They claim to give free estimates, recovery, collection, and delivery within a thirty-mile radius and up to a hundred percent off your insurance excess. <laughs> two-year paint warranty through the ICI Paint Guard Scheme, a 12-month warranty on all structural work undertaken, highly trained technicians...